busy day on the Bless My Bacon podcast. Going to be talking about my road trip to the Koneka Sausage Company, and we'll be talking about the Japanese word umami. Bless my bacon. Welcome to the Bless My Bacon podcast. I'm Steve McKenzie from Alabaster, Alabama. Can't you tell by my accent? <laughs> uh, it's going to be a full show today. I, uh, I I recently had a chance to go to the Koneka Sausage Company in Evergreen, Alabama. That was exciting. Uh, also, I want to talk about the Japanese word umami because that is the epitome of what bacon is. And umami means pleasant taste or pleasant uh, savory uh, tastes. Uh, bacon is it. Bacon is umami. Uh, and then, of course, we got uh, Bacon News, our Bacon Producer of the Week, and it's going to be a good show. So let's just jump into this road trip. I've got a nine-minute condensed version of uh, the road trip to the Koneka Sausage Company, and here it is. This is what I'm after. Right there. Koneka Hickory Smoked Bacon. It's time to go get some bacon. In the wee small hours of the morning. So off we go. Finally got gassed up. When I first came to Alabama, I had no idea what a kolache is. And a kolache is basically, it's like a pig in a blanket. And what's awesome is that this kolache right here is made from Koneka sausage. And you can see that wee little dude right there. So uh, in order to fuel a trip to Evergreen, Alabama to see Koneka sausage, you've got to have a Koneka sausage. I am in the middle of Southern Alabama and it is just glorious. It is, I'm in, I'm in my happy place right now because it's just wilderness beautiful scenery as you can see I'm just in the middle of nowhere and I am heading to the Koneka Sausage Company which is about an hour and 23 minutes away and it's going to be awesome and it really started in a perfect way I left right around when the Sun was coming up and I got on the interstate and I'm driving and I see this billboard it's an all-white billboard with black text and it says bacon is coming. Hashtag, it's bacon. I've never seen that billboard before in my life. There was no sponsor name. There was no anything that identified who was responsible for creating that billboard. So I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, God created that billboard because he knew I was going to Koneka Sausage Company to find bacon. He knew my trip was all about bacon, and so here's this billboard, bacon is coming, hashtag it's bacon. I, I don't know what else to say. I, I, uh, I, I thought it was a sign. So, I'm on my way to the Koneka Sausage Company. Um, this is all I know. Um, I'm, I'm learning more about the Koneka Sausage Company. They are based in Evergreen, Alabama. I think they've been doing this since 1945. 
I could be wrong, but I know it's a long time. So it's it's uh, some of the, well, not some of, it is the best bacon I have ever had. And since we are new, relatively new to Alabama, we came from Chicago, moved down here, and Alabamians know their meat and they know how to make incredible sausage and bacon. And so one of the first cookouts we had with our friends, they cooked Kanaka sausage on the grill. And again, I, I didn't really know what to expect. I mean, I thought I knew what I was going to be getting, this just sort of chewy, nasty sausage. And it was amazing. The blend of spices, the, the, the just the way that it cooked up and how tender it was, it was amazing. I had my first bite and then I went in and I had about 20 more pieces of Kaneka sausage, not kidding. Um, and I think it was at that same barbecue cookout that our friends made some Kaneka bacon. Never had Kaneka bacon before. And it changed my life. To this day, I haven't had a whole lot of bacon, but to this day, Kaneka bacon is my favorite bacon of all time. It's tender, it's got the perfect amount of crisp and caramelization on it when you cook it. And when you eat it, it's not like jerky. Like some thick cut bacon, it's so tough, you just feel like you're eating jerky. But this bacon was tender, it was amazing. And I have an hour, an hour. I have one mile to go before I have to make a turn because I missed my turn last time. So now I'm gonna get there maybe probably three minutes later than I would have normally. That's fine though because I am in Alabama and it is glorious. Did I mention it was glorious in Alabama? The thick cut bacon, I was never a real thick cut bacon fan until I had Kanaga bacon. And because it was so tender, it was so amazing. It was, it was just, you could really get that pork belly vibe out of it because it was just so tender. It was just fantastic. So from that point on, I, I made it my mission to go to the Kaneka Sausage Company. I had some friends go down to the Kaneka Sausage Company because they were driving down to Florida or something. And so I had them, I had them go down and pick up about 10 pounds. So yeah, we got some Kaneka bacon from them. Kaneka Sausage is available where we live, so that's no problem. But I had to go down to the myth, the legend, Kaneka Sausage Company. Before I go too much further, I gotta say, I love the state of Alabama. Love the state of Alabama. Uh, I'm from Illinois, so not a real high bar to uh, to surpass, but the, the state of Alabama is just unbelievable. Um, and so Kay Ivey is the governor of Alabama, and she is um, she is awesome. I I have never met her, but Kay Ivey, you need to be on this show. You need to be on the Bless My Bacon podcast. Now, I know that you're busy, and by all means, do not take much time away from your job because you're doing an amazing job, and I love it here uh, in Alabama. But uh, that being said, I have the Bless My Bacon podcast, and you need to be on the show. All I need is five minutes of your time. Five minutes of your time is all I need. 
uh, I want to talk about bacon. Just no politics, simply bacon. And we can talk about, uh, you know, crispy. You like crispy bacon? No? You like thick cut bacon, thin, thin cut? Uh, your favorite bacon recipe? What your favorite bacon experience has been to this point? And uh, any number of things. You know, bring your questions to the table. Let's talk about bacon. So, if any of y'all know Kay Ivy, if you could put me in touch with her, have her call me. And where the heck am I going? Uh, let's talk about bacon. And I also, if any of y'all know Kay Ivy, have her give me a call. Kay Ivy, give me a call. Friends of Kay Ivy, tell Kay Ivy about me. Tell Kay Ivy about this podcast. Tell everyone you know about this podcast. I want Kay Ivy on this show. Five minutes. It's all I, five minutes is all I need. So call me. Let's go to Kaneka Sausage Company. We are mere moments away from the greatest sausage the world has ever known. There it is. There it is. How you doing? Good, how are you? Got a little swag. It's been a good day. Now I've heard about this word before, umami. And it's a Japanese word. And there was a Japanese scientist, his name is Kakune Aikida, and he discovered the fifth basic taste. Umami is what he called it, which means savory or pleasant taste. Uh, our typical four tastes are sour, sweet, bitter, salty. I thought it was just four, but there is indeed a fifth taste, umami. And, and really, it's, it's kind of funny that it's called umami because umami is basically the sound you make when something is just amazing, when you're like, oh, mmm, mmm, umami, mmm. That's the whole vibe of of this taste. Now, it's it's different than the other tastes because it actually amplifies or enhances the other taste sensations that you experience in your mouth. And people describe it as like a coating over your tongue, like this this just indescribable taste, but it's just a sensation, more a sensation than any specific taste. But that combined with the other four taste groups is amazing. It, it just brings it over the top. So umami is the savory or meaty taste of foods. And, you know, if we want to get technical about it, there are three compounds that naturally are found in plants and meat. It's glutamate, inosinate, and guanolate. And you'll find these in uh, foods like mushrooms, cooked meats, cured meats, 
seaweeds, seafood, tomatoes, cheese, fermented foods, those kind of things, because the the curing, the aging, and fermentation process helps break down the proteins, and it creates free glutamate. And glutamate is basically the thing that is umami. And bacon has tons of it, because not only is it cured, but it's cooked, and it's caramelized, and it's just umami. And it won't be surprising that tomatoes and cheese are a part of that. Makes up pizza. We all love pizza, and pizza is mm, umami. Uh, Cured meats, fermented foods, all that stuff. You know, foods like soy sauce, kimchi, miso, uh, it's all fermented, and the fermentation process really makes things better. But even though the Japanese scientist Kakune Akita discovered umami and the chemical representation of that, it wasn't really recognized as a basic taste until the 80s. And that's when people said, you know what? I think you're onto something. And this is hilarious because in 1985, the Umami International Symposium was held in Hawaii. And they determined umami was the scientific term for this fifth taste. Can you imagine? Can you imagine going to that symposium? So, uh, where are you headed this weekend? Well, I'm going to go to the Umami International Symposium. Thankfully, they did it. Umami is a thing, and bacon has lots of umami, so God bless the Umami International Symposium. And even before people knew what it was... It has a rich history in cooking. Now, you got fermented fish sauces. They've been, they were used in ancient Rome. And, of course, uh, fermented barley sauces, they were used in medieval Byzantine and Arab cuisine. And the fermented fish sauces and soy sauces have histories going way back to the 3rd century in China. So people loved these dishes, loved this flavor long before somebody discovered it. And that is why bacon makes everything better. Because when you add bacon to something, you're adding umami. So you've got a food that tastes good. You add bacon to it. Ooh, umami. Umami. You got, you got a raw tomato, which in itself has umami as well. You throw a bunch of bacon bits on that. You toast it in the oven and mm, umami. What else? Bacon. You can have bacon on donuts. I mean, takes it to a whole new level. So bacon equals umami. If you want to make something taste better, add bacon to it. Now it's time for Bacon News. I'm Steve McKenzie. The Behrman Meat and Processing Company has recalled more than 87,000 pounds of ready-to-eat meat products that could be contaminated with listeria monocytogenes. According to an announcement shared by the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Food Safety and Inspection Service, That's a lot of meat, especially if there's bacon in there, and there is bacon. Smokehouse pork, pulled pork, bacon strips, a large variety of wieners and chops, cheese sticks, sausages, beef sticks, bologna, bratwurst, and a lot more. We're only concerned about the bacon. So if you have any meat from Berman Meat and Processing, you might want to check that out before you eat it. And in other news, while Americans often slam British food for being plain and boring, the Brits are often perplexed by what we do. One Aussie has shared her horror at an American woman's bizarre carnivore crack recipe that's left many people perplexed. Now, this Aussie TikTok user, she wanted to share her response to this strange snack. Now, her name is Winter Jensen, W-Y-N-T-E-R Jensen. 
She filmed herself before reacting to the carnival recipe, which sees this American woman melt a huge amount of butter before adding bacon and freezing it. You've heard of, like, peppermint bark that people eat for Christmas and the holidays? Can you imagine melting sticks of butter into a thin little layer and then adding bacon bits on top and freezing it and then eating it as a snack? I mean, I love butter and bacon, but I don't know that I could do that much butter. I could definitely go for the bacon. But anyway, Winter Jensen filmed herself reacting and she was like, why America? Why must you do this to yourselves? But you know what? Kudos to that American woman for doing carnivore crack. Because honestly, you got butter, you got bacon, and again, bacon makes everything better. Even if it is a slab of butter on a cookie sheet. In other bacon news, on Friday, September 23rd and 24th of this year, the River Falls Chamber of Commerce had their annual Bacon Bash Festival. You know, we need more events like these. Anyway, this River Falls Chamber of Commerce, this Bacon Bash, they had food trucks, they had these smoky treats, peppers and fries and Benny's Bigfoot barbecue with bacon and they even had a pigs in the park scavenger hunt for kids who wanted to participate. They had pig figurines scattered around parks throughout the city with winners being award prizes for, I guess, finding these pigs. Plus a pig petting zoo and who doesn't like a pig petting zoo? Also a bacon eating contest. And in our final story, move over apple cider donuts, there's a new fall snack in town, and that is Chef Josh Elkin. He showed his 675,000 Instagram followers a savory option that would be perfect for game day. Check this out, the fried bacon cheeseburger donut. He puts the burger, the cheese, the bacon, and another bun. Then he dredges, double dredges this thing in an egg bath and rolls it in some panko before pan frying it again and serving. Whew, that is incredible. That's news you can definitely use. I'm Steve McKenzie. Bacon of the Week. For this Bacon Producer of the Week, we are going to head to Iowa. Vandy Rose Farms is an Iowa proud pork producer, and they work with a lot of small family farms. They raise premium heritage breed pork for gourmet restaurants and retailers throughout the USA. And they're all about caring for the pork process. They don't just raise pork, they raise the standards of what pork should be. So their, their focus is more on quality over price, and they know that a healthy, stress-free hog produces a superior quality product, and that is true. Like, if you piss off a pig when it's being raised, and if it's stressed out, if you put it under heavy stress, it's not going to be that great tasting. In fact, some people have said that there can be toxins released into the meat if a hog is improperly treated or if they're really stressed out. So that's important, and that's what Vandy Rose Farms does. And they're all about sustainability, you know, and they're processing plants. They just want to make sure the planet is better off after they're done. All of the products at Vandy Rose Farms, including the artisan bacon and hams, all come from natural, antibiotic-free Duroc pork. So they're using the Duroc breed, which, again, is a very popular breed of pork for bacon. 
Proper animal handling is what they're all about. They want to make sure the, their animals are treated the absolute best that they can be. They're a Midwest pork producer, and I got to say, I mean, I, I come from the Midwest, love the Midwest farming community. They are outstanding. Uh, some of the best food, some of the best feed for hogs and cattle for that matter. They're even committed to using alternative energy through solar panels. So you got to pat them on the back for trying something new like that. And uh, they, it also carries over into their use of recycled water, byproduct capture and treatment for the use in their animal feed, biodiesel production and fertilizer. And they recycle more than 95% of all cardboard and packaging materials. And that's the difference at Vanderbilt Farms. They create both cured meats and uncured meats. It's purely a matter of safety, preservation, and preference, but they do offer both cured and uncured meats if that's something that you're concerned about. Thank you, Vandy Rose Farms, for being conscientious, caring for the environment, treating your pigs with respect, and also delivering outstanding bacon. All right, the recipe of the week is pretty awesome. It is bacon-wrapped venison. Now, this recipe calls for like a venison roast, but may I suggest if you want to knock this out of the park, use the back straps. Use venison tenderloin, essentially. It is the most tender part of the deer. It is incredible. And if you wrap it in bacon, it'll add a nice balance between the real lean venison and, of course, the very salty, savory, fat-filled bacon. So you take six thick slices of bacon. And again, whenever you see bacon in a recipe, just double it. Just double it. So let's say 12 slices of thick-cut bacon. Then a pound of venison tenderloin. Olive oil. You've got onion powder. Kosher black ground pepper to taste. Two tablespoons butter. One eight-ounce package of sliced cremony mushrooms, two cloves garlic chopped, and again, may I suggest, just double the garlic. Trust me, double the garlic. Garlic is amazing. One tablespoon chopped green onion or more to taste. It's up to you. And then a half cup heavy whipping cream or more to taste. So yeah, you know, just go for more garlic, more bacon, more whipping cream. So you put the bacon in a 375-degree oven for about 6 to 8 minutes, just enough to cook it partially, but so that it is also still flexible. Then you brush the venison tenderloins with olive oil, and you season them with all your spices. You place them side-by-side side in a pan, and you wrap them together in strips of partially cooked bacon. You put them in a roasting pan, and then you roast it in the preheated oven until the bacon is browned and the inside, the thickest part of the tenderloin, reads at least 145 degrees. And then for the topping, heat butter in a saucepan over medium heat. You add the mushrooms, the garlic for about 8 to 10 minutes. Stir in the green onion, stir in the cream, and you cook until it's heated all the way through. And you serve the sauce with the tenderloins. Oh my goodness. Again, umami, umami, umami. You've got the bacon, umami from the bacon, umami from the mushrooms. It's magic. And that is all I have for today. I am so excited that you're here. Thank you so much for listening. It makes my day when I hear from you and when 
uh, you just share your passion with me because I love bacon. I know you love bacon. So I hope you have a great week. So may God bless you. May God bless your bacon and bless my bacon. Bless my bacon.